Welcome to the Gifted Neurodivergent Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the exploration and cultivation of the outside genius found in neurodivergence. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gifted Neurodivergent Podcast. This week, we're going to switch to a different theme. I am starting a Substack group for Foresight, and I want you to be a part of it. It's going to be pretty cheap. You'll have to pay three bucks a month to get into it because I do need to screen and I will have to work on it and I'll just need a little bit of money to be able to focus on it. Otherwise, it will fall apart. But I am going to help you see how your brain naturally has foresight. And I want to build a group that sees the change from the outside and becomes a leader in the way that we do change. I have been certified in foresight. I went to the University of Houston. There's only a few places that offer foresight degrees, Houston, Hawaii, and then there's one other place, and I forget what it is, but it may be not even stateside. And then there's only Houston that offers a certificate. I did not go for my degree in it because why bother? My brain already does this. And when I took the certificate to see if it was even worth it, I learned it wasn't because I'm sitting in a class. And while the people in my class were nice, we were not seeing the world or the future in the same way. I've already talked about that, so I won't go into it again. But I would love to build a group of people who have the same skills and maybe different skills, but the same ability levels as I do to see foresight. Foresight is is to see the many channels that we could go down and to share it with others because we are going into a horrible time. I don't know how much you pay attention to the news if you're one of those people that can or cannot handle it. Southern California, they not only had a floods, they had an earthquake on top of the floods. And that is our future. That simultaneous weather destruction, it's going to come through, murder people and move on. We are crazy. We're worried about AI and we're worried about nuclear wars and the weather has declared war on us. Why are we so ridiculously stupid? We are pointing at everything but the one thing that's going to be catastrophic. The weather is what is going to be the murderer of everyone. And those of us who are high sensing are the ones who are most in tune and able to handle it. This is why we were so valued in communities. This is why we were the shamans or the leaders or the chiefs or the whatever you want to call it, because we're the ones with the high sensing. We save lives with that high sensing. I've been told my whole life that this is insane, when in reality, I'm the only one I know who's very clear on where I'm going and how things should be done. Everybody else seems to follow someone else's rules and those rules don't serve them. And I'm so confused about the clarity that they lack and live and move through the world. I put up a big think article on my LinkedIn page about how we're having mass panic attacks. And I might've talked about it last week because I do many of these podcasts and which one goes up is always, it's always kind of a last minute decision. And what I was most surprised about in that big think society wide panic attacks was how little they even did to address the fact that what was the root cause, the fact that we were we were facing collapses as a society, that we were facing so much oppression and it was going to get worse. And then two other things came up today. We had a Twitter article I saw from, about Elon Musk and he was saying that Twitter might just fail. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, shocking. You know who funded Twitter? It was the Saudis. You know who used Twitter to the Saudis' detriment? during the Arab Spring, their people. Do you know who the ruling class thinks is going to use Twitter to their detriment in America? Elon and all his buddies and cronies. The Saudis were just taking care of some loose ends and they helped out the Americans. But this is a ruling class collective effort to suppress the voice of the left. It's Substack. I moved over there. 
I would ask that you come and join my small group. You can come and join my page. If you want to come into the foresight group, I will teach you how we do foresight because I know that you're already gifted at it and will take about two minutes. There's a quick course that I'll give you that you can go take on Coursera that's free. And then we will start running. We'll be off and running and we will build and create amazing things. And I'll put every single person's name on it that was a contributor for everything we do. And we will publish these things together and we will create literally a consulting group for us because I am tired of being told that we have to wait. No, 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 there's no more waiting. There's too many CEOs out there who are not able to see anything past the tips of their nose. One of the issues we have is we don't have anyone who's actually struggled. We have people who have had really easy lives, rather entitled lives. And so they don't know how to question the status quo. They're not going to change for it. If you do not have patterns of healthy, if you do not have patterns of what could go wrong, you know, having variation, you do not build your 3D sensing. Our 3D sensing is built in trauma. It's built because we're never allowed our own reality. And so we're forced to understand the reality of others. And then we learn it because we're so far outside the average reality. We then learn everyone else's others. This is what our multidimensional thinking is a part of. And this is why we have it in so many ways, because we are forced outside to figure stuff out. But it is from the outside that the survivors appear. It is from the outside that the saviors appear. We have to do that now. We have to be something extraordinary, and it will not go through the system. We will not be approved. Too many of us had parents who did not love us enough because they were following the system's rules that you were deviant or you were wrong or a rebel. That's a lie. You are nothing more than a fantastic outlier. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. And I'm sorry that it happened to me. But we have to now be the parent for ourselves and for others and put out the truth. That is the hardest thing in the world to do is the hardest thing It's called positive disintegration. And it is freaking hard. So I'm putting myself out there as the person who will take the brunt of it. You don't have to have your name on it. You can be anonymous, which is one of the things I find a lot of my clients are like, yeah, I can't put my name out there. I get it. I am protected. I'm protected because I'm married to a really compassionate person who I'm trying to help free as well. We have to be honest. We have to be free and honest to say what's coming down. And I can't do this alone. I need the change signals from you guys. I need help finding all the information and I need help seeing the different ways of seeing it. I am great at seeing it, but I often have no one else there with me to validate what I'm seeing. And that gets really lonely and also exhausting. I need help whittling it down. I need help building it up. I need people who can take these questions of how to make things better and flip them on their head and figure out which ones will not work and which ones will. I'm reading this book called Imaginable on Foresight and the woman who wrote it, Jane McGonagan, she literally says in the book, we need a uniform information source. We need a single trusted information source. I'm like, oh my gosh, you want to go back to the 50s, don't you? There's no freaking reason for us to have a single information source. It's a horror that we had one. And it's what really inflicted the greatest pain on the boomer generation. Why so many have borderline personality disorder because they don't know who they are and they're all trying to fit into average. And the further you are from average, the less likely you'll ever fit there. And the harder it is. I watch children with neurodivergence form borderline personality disorder because they're not acceptable to their parents. They're not acceptable to their peers. They're not acceptable to their teachers. They're not acceptable to their pastors or religious figures. 
We are insane in the way we treat small children who have overexcitabilities and we destroy them and we make them try to be something they cannot be. And so they're trying so hard that when they fail, which they inevitably do because they just can't not be that way all the time because of their high sensitivity, then they flip the other way and become the devil. And so they go back and forth between perfection and, and evil because they don't know who they really are and they are just trying to be what other people expect of them because that's severe. I know that from life. I know that from watching people around me get it. I am too extreme of an empath for that to go down that way, but I felt it. I feel it in other people and it is disgusting. And the only way we are going to fix it for our population and in doing so we will for the other rest of the population as well is if we build a community that tells the truth that projects what's going and people see us as a, a trusting true informational source if she wants a single informational source that's trusted we're in for hell because there's no such thing everyone's perspective is different my perspective will not be the one that most other people have i really struggle to find even a few people with it but my perspective We'll be honest. It'll be honest for me. And we can build a 3D model and project the future. And that is how we will figure out how to prove ourselves to others. We are the artists. We are the creatives. Everything in the future is lining up to be our piece of cake or our cup of tea. And we just need to prepare ourselves and identify ourselves as brilliant but there's nothing out there cultivating us. So this is what I can do. I can teach you foresight. I can help build a group that puts all of us on the map for being amazing at this. I don't see this as my thing to run with because I cannot work that many hours. I have too many other things going. I couldn't do this full time. We should not be working over 55 hours a week. We should not even be working over 30 hours a week. I have clients who work 80, 100 hours a week, don't know how they do it. They're exhausted and they want a way out, but they're going to die at that pace. We have studies that showed between 2000 and 2016 that found a 42% increase in death for those who are over 55 that worked 55 plus hour weeks. 42%. That's a huge amount of people who die. And that is the thing we need to realize is that they're driving us to death. This is regular people, not even sensitive people. We die even earlier. My family dies much earlier than that. And I'm in groups for people who have high sensitivity and physical ailments. And I'll tell you, I was once there. And the way I got out was by figuring out what my natural flow and rhythm and limits were. And they are nothing close to the system. I will never be working 50, 60 hour weeks again. I was so sick when I was doing it. I was so close to death and I have so many broken bones from the seizures of not sleeping enough. I have no choice and you have no choice. So let's build a group together and then we can take care of ourselves because if the system will not, it just simply won't. It's, it's about discarding us and keeping us quiet. I see this being recognized as our space, our subset of skills. If you read that book, Imaginable, and I, the first two chapters are about six pillars of foresight, and you'll find that your brain works just like that. And then the rest of it is a, a slippery slope of trying to reach people who are average with something that doesn't apply to them. Average people do not want to know the future. They have been told their whole lives, you do this, and then this will follow, and this will follow. And so they're on a blind path that somebody else set up, and they don't know how to do their own path. I had to do my own path. I was too far of an outlier. You had to do your own path. If you have been successful on your own path, even slightly, you know that you can trust yourself. The way we learn to trust ourselves is by jumping into that water.
or when you're a little kid, you're thrown in by your parents. That's not good. This is you having to be willing to jump into the water and swim the distance and figure out how you pace yourself, how you do it. Yes, bring a floaty with you. Do not try to kill yourself. It's not a have to swim to one side to the other and win. It's a figure out who you are while you're doing it. There's no drowning. Failing is okay because you've got a floaty and you can float there for a while and regain your strength or you can go back. Failure is perfectly fine. And I have no problems if we make a bunch of errors at the beginning, particularly as we learn, because nobody's going to be reading it but us. That's the joy of this. I put out this podcast. Nobody but a gifted neurodivergent is going to click on my title. And we are golden. We're almost free because people aren't trying to judge us. We're not in the middle. The worst thing about that imaginable book is she's shooting for the middle with such a broad topic. And really, the only people who can understand it are spatially gifted. She doesn't even know that. She doesn't seem to be speaking to them at all. And there's so many other books like this. And yet another example of this, I wrote in my LinkedIn, this girl could have used some liberal arts classes, like the ones they're pulling back from West Virginia students who are poor, because she needs big picture. How can she not see that if we have a single unified trusted source, we will continue to have severe racism, oppression of the outliers, etc. How can she not see that? How can she not have those two things in her mind? Because a single trusted source is not possible because so many people have different perspectives. I'm mind boggled how that is not aware to her when she's doing foresight, which is about different perspectives. <laughs> it's mind boggling. What I would like to propose to you is we set up a group and we figure out how to do foresight with higher sensing and we start publishing what we see. It's not that involved. It's not that hard. I do it all the time. It's really freaking awesome and fun. It's a thing you can connect over because you have a common thread already. And I can see a multitude of ways that you are going to see that I won't. And it will be enlightening and wonderful and, and invigorating. If you don't have the money for the $3 to join, email me at info at giftednd. I'll figure out a way to work it out. I will need some moderators or whatever. I'll need a little bit of help on it. So if you're willing to help me a little bit, you know, I'll let you in for free. Please consider joining this with me. It'll be a fun exercise. We'll build our own little school of ways to do this. I could probably write you a certificate or something like what I really just want to do is create a space where we can start using our gifts and establishing a way of being an authority cultivating and making it great for us. Everybody who goes through trauma is going to be neurodivergent. We have people joining our club all the time, unfortunately. And this helps you heal because it helps you use your high sensing, which is activated by your trauma, to to live, to survive. This is like they talk about with the animals, where the animals go back to their root and they shake and they re release all that endorphins and their overexcitability sort of like cleanse the trauma through their system. This is essentially what we're going to create. We're going to create that where people can come and they can talk about the things that are coming and the trauma that will have and what their experience tells them they need to do next. And that gives you a space for it. It's no longer running through your body, just sitting there, not processed. You process it, it becomes intellectual, intuition that becomes cognition. Intuition is just unrealized cognition. I know this because I teach people how to go into their intuition, let it direct them to the answers, and then they can say it out loud. This is what I do. I go into what my sensing is saying and all those feelings are, and I let them translate to cognition and give me the facts so that I can keep people seeing the truth, at least my truth, at least your truth. That's what we need. If you will join me on this, I feel very compelled to set this up and get us started on doing one of the spatial things that we are most gifted in. I also invite anyone else to start setting up groups. I will 
be happy to set them up on the gifted ND sub stack and we can start different groups and we'll just charge a really nominal fee for us to join. And if you're willing to do some work for the group, we'll waive that fee. But I want to make sure that we don't have masses amounts of people in it who are not serving our group. I would like to have gifted neurodivergents who really see this as an opportunity to grow and use the skill that they're already innately born with, understand it, cultivate it, and then turn around and give it back in a manner that will give us a space to come into society, but not have to work under their oppression. We're doing everyone a favor by doing this. I'm so tired of LinkedIn saying, I'm so oppressed. You are oppressed, but you're also incredibly enabled. You have so much talent and you just haven't been made aware of it. And we're going to make you aware of it. We're going to teach you all the ways that your spatial giftedness is celebrated naturally. If you have another area that's spatially gifted and you don't mind starting a small group, I'll give you the $3. We'll just need you to come in and start setting some stuff up and you can help build whatever that's going to become. I cannot do this all. I need other people. I'm not about making a whole lot of money as much as I am making a collective where we can all survive. I don't need a lot of money. I grew up poor. <laughs> it's not that motivating for me. It's not that motivating for most of us. If you're interested in this, if you're interested in pretty much anything, just let me know. I want to hear it. Email me at info at gifted ND. There's so many signs coming up that this is the right time. I can't say it enough. And I think we'd be so great at it. And I want to know what you have to offer. I want to know what you can teach because I learned so much faster from people like me. The system is only there for teaching me things that I don't want to learn myself. But when it comes to things I want to learn, I struggle so much to go at the pacing and the style of the system. It is maddening for me. And I just want to take it off and I could do it in a quarter or a tiny amount of the time on my own. That is how we are. We naturally are learners. You can help us get started. I'm sure we can add to whatever you want to start and grow in a thousandfold. All right, that's my podcast for this week. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope that this is of value to you. The views, information, and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent Gifted NT Incorporated, Lillian Skinner, or the Gifted Neurodivergent Podcast. This podcast, Lillian Skinner, and Gifted ND Incorporated are not responsible and do not verify the accuracy of the information contained in this podcast series. The primary purpose of this podcast is to inform and educate. The Gifted Neurodivergent Podcast is only available for private, non-commercial use. Any other use of the information contained within this podcast must be done with express written approval and knowledge of Lillian Skinner. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute any part of this podcast. The developer assumes no liability for this podcast or its use on any other podcast or other media.